again, welcome to the latest installment of the Man Cave Huddle, where we talk about lifestyle, entertainment, and sports. This is where less is more, and I'm your host, Greg. Now, I know oftentimes I say we talk about lifestyle, entertainment, and sports, and we mainly talk about sports, but in today's episode, I promise you, we're going to talk about lifestyle, we're going to talk about maybe not entertainment, but an entertainer. Because in today's episode, we're going to talk about which rap artist has struck a mega deal with Amazon. But of course, we did say sports. So we're going to talk a little bit World Cup Finals. But first up, let's talk about which rap artist has struck a mega deal with Amazon. It's been reported that Amazon has acquired PillPack, an online pharmacy startup, for $1 billion dollars. Now, what is PillPack? PillPack is a door-to-door pharmacy service who was backed by venture capital owner Nas. That's right, Mr. Nasir Jones, Mr. Queensbridge Nas, yes. He's done business with Amazon, and this startup PillPack pharmacy company has been bought out for, I didn't say not a million, I said a billion we're not talking about M's. We're talking about B's. All right? Let's talk a little bit about PillPack here. Now, PillPack was founded by second-generation pharmacist T.J. Parker and Elliot Cohen, a computer scientist. Now, what it does is it ships medication across the country. So, pretty much, it's more so like an online pharmacy service, and they're shipping your medication to you, and not all the states, but 50 states. Now, Nas and his company made an initial investment of $8.8 million, and since then, PillPack has raised a reported $118 million prior to the Amazon acquisition, meaning that these guys were already making money before Amazon got into the picture. So Amazon basically called them up and said, yo, what's up, fellas? You guys are really making some money over here. Let me take this company off your hand for a billion. Excuse me? Excuse me. Did you say mil? No, I said billion. Okay, hold on for a second. Yes, we'll sell, we'll sell. So it seems as though Mr. Parker and Mr. Cohen, after negotiating this deal, have raked in a cool, easy $100 million in cash apiece. Not $100 million as a pie to split, but a piece. Yeah, I just wanted to pause just to let that sink in. Now, this isn't um, the first time that Nas has done business with Amazon. And the reports of this specific deal aren't out on what Nas has made. But prior to this deal, way, 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 way back in March, Amazon acquired Ring. Ring is a smart doorbell company with cameras in it. So pretty much it's a doorbell with a camera that it can connect to your internet and it provides better security. And I I mean, I I could see why you need it. I don't know if I would buy it, but Amazon saw a need for it and they purchased that startup company off of Nas's hands for $1 billion. And out that deal, that deal Nas made a cool $40 million. So, Nas has had a pretty good year this year. 
let me see. He's had two deals with Amazon. One where he made forty million. The second one, it hasn't even been reported what he's made yet. He's come out with his eleventh stu- solo studio album. Probably still eating rigatoni, spiced rigatoni with a red Bordeaux somewhere in France or Italy or somewhere like that. I mean, right now, pretty nice being us. Being Nas, you know, I can't complain. I mean, me, it's all about sports. Nas, he's just investing in these startup companies, making millions. I guess the key or the, 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 I guess what we can all learn from this is instead of trying to work for the man, why not be the man and then get bought out? I guess that's the way it goes. But switching gears, let's move from the boardroom to the pitch. And what I mean by that, let's talk about the World Cup. My last episode, I made a World Cup preview, and me being the expert that I am, I predicted Belgium, and I predicted England to both make this World Cup final, and I was wrong, on both accounts, because it seemed as though France was a little bit too fast and just a nice little header in the second half. They wound up beating Belgium 1-0. Defensively, they were spectacular. And England and Croatia, I mean, I'm going to use a phrase that I heard from the great Kevin Garnett. He's basically, after a game, he said, look, we knew the other team was better than us, so we just had to turn this into a ball fight. And if for any of you that have ever witnessed, experienced, or even participated in a bar fight, They're not pretty, they're ugly, but in the end, they get the job done because somebody does usually get hurt. So in saying that, Croatia turned this match into England into a ball fight because England, as I mentioned in my previous episode, the as many points, I think, what was it? Eight of their 13 points in prior to their uh, last match in the World Cup, eight of their 13 points have been scored on set pieces. They took a 1-0 lead all for what? You guessed it, set piece. Playing spectacularly, controlling the pitch, playing good defense. And Croatia, I mean, there, there, there's, you, you, you can't sit there and say there's one thing where it's like they're just great at. They're just gritty. They're just tough. Everybody just does their job. They just make you work. Next thing you knew, it was a 1-1 game with, with, with an equalizer. And then an extra time, my goodness, they took the lead 2-1. to one. And you better believe it, I was wrong. Their legs were able to maintain and keep up with England long enough in the match for them to take the lead at extra time, and they won 2-1. to one. And this World Cup matchup is going to be between Croatia and France. Now, I don't want to cross sports, but when you talk about David and Goliath, I mean, in this matchup that we have now, the last time I could remember a team so heavily favored to defeat another team in the finals is when the New England Patriots in Super Bowl 42 took on the New York Giants, the undefeated New England Patriots, I should say. And I don't want to say, you know, that France is the caliber of what New England was that year. That's not my point. What I'm trying to say is nobody, unless you're a Croatian or a Croat, I don't know if that's a proper way to say it. I'm just making words up. 
But nobody believes that Croatia has a shot the same way nobody believed that the Giants had a shot. I mean, when you look at Croatia, let's take them first, all right? This is, they've never won a World Cup, and this is the first time that they've made it to the World Cup final. Now, in saying that, Croatia is the first team to play extra time in three consecutive World Cup matches since England in 1990. Now, what does Croatia bring to the table? Well, they're playing with a kind of... They're playing with the it factor type of swag. And what I mean by that is, their swagger is that of, you. we know that you're better than us. We know that you're more talented than us. But, but what we're going to do is, we're going to make you work. And you better be ready to work. Because we're going to challenge everything. For every second, we're going to make you work. And I like that. Because they're gritty. They're just grimy. They're tough. Like, it's just hard to walk on the pitch. Because these guys are just in your face and they don't back down. You know? It's, it, 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 it. They have a type of spirit where it's like they can't put it in you and they can't take it out. It's just there. And Croatia has that type of what is it that they have? It's, it's, it's that. It's just that will to want to win and that will of by any means necessary. The one player that we got to talk about, though, and the strength of Croatia is the middle of the field for them. And that's led by midfielder Luka Modric. 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 Okay, I don't know how to say his name. Luka Modric. Modric. I don't know how to do the when you say his name. So it's Luka Modric. You'll hear about him during the World Cup final. But Luka, he's delivered in every match. I mean, when you watch him play, he never gives the ball away. He always passes the ball forward. And when he wins the ball back for you, he always finds a way to score. I mean, he's always getting after the ball. He's always in front of the ring. He's always that guy where he's just not Johnny on the spot. He's Luca on the spot. You know? And it's, it, you know, they're just not as fast as France, not as good as France. But, you know, it's just that, why are they so confident right now? We got that swagger. You see that behind us? That's not sweat. We dripping with that swagger. We'll see how far it can take them because I'll tell you this much. Playing France, I mean, they are the more talented starting nine. They have an extra day of rest because they played on Monday where Croatia and England played on Tuesday. And obviously, Croatia playing an extra time having France played on Monday, that just gives France an extra day of recovery. Now, a player of note to watch is Mr. Mbappe. He's he's a forward for France, but his speed and his creativity, major key alert. Because he's the guy where once France gets the ball for the counterattack, he's already on the other side of the pitch, ready to score. Now, France as a national team, they're seeking their first World Cup title since 1998. So they've been here before. Not these specific players, but as a country, they've been here before. So they know what to expect. My opinion, 
seeing how this World Cup has played out. If France plays cautious in terms of tactically playing back and they play for the counterattack, I think that they'll come out on top in this match. I mean, as good as Croatia is, as good as they are at holding the middle of the field, can they do it again? Can they come up with that Croatian stamina and guts and just make those critical plays in the goalkeeper? Can he just stone them at, at, at the point of attack and frustrate France and make France press? I mean, to me, the best shot that Croatia has in this World Cup is to once again play into extra time, play past extra time, and get this into penalty kicks. Because penalty kicks, at least you have a 50-50 shot of scoring. Whereas opposed to if you have a whole bunch of guys to get through and then the goalkeeper, it's hard. Especially playing against a team as talented as France. Should be an interesting game, but you never know because in these type of games, you always sit there and say, this is going to be a whole hummer. This is just going to be uh, maybe within the first 13 minutes of the match, France takes a 1-0 lead, and then the end of the game, it's probably like a 2-0, if not a 3-1 victory by France, and they take the World Cup. Or does Croatia play above and beyond, and they actually score in regulation, and they, and they can sit back and play cautiously and hold on to the lead? I mean, I'm not a soccer aficionado to know. I mean, every time you sit there and you pick against teams like these, they wind up biting you because you sit there and say they're not talented enough. They're not good enough. But then when you get to the finals, it's not about talent as more it is about the will to want to win. When you're tired, when you don't want to play, when all you want to do is just get something to drink, get something to eat, take a shower, and go to sleep. When it hurts, are you willing to say, we're going to be here all day? This is nothing. Croatia looks like they're built for that. But France, man, them boys, they nice over there. Real nice. I hope it's a good match. That's what I'm looking for, a good match. But deep down, if you ask me, if I had to place a bet, I'm going to go with France. And I go with France 2-0. And watching the next episode, because I know nothing about soccer, Croatia winds up winning. <laughs> but anyway, um, thank you for taking the time out for letting me talk to you about what Nas has done with Amazon and this World Cup Finals that's about to take place. And as I do in every episode, I like to end it with a positive quote. Have you guys feeling good as you conduct yourself or do whatever it is you have to do for the rest of your day? And today's positive quote, I'd like to say, whenever you find yourself doubting how far you can go, just remember how far you have come. Remember everything you have faced, all the battles you have won, and all the fears you have overcome. I'm going to repeat that. Whenever you find yourself doubting how far you can go, just remember how far you have come 
Remember everything you have faced, all the battles you have won, and all the fears you have overcome. Thank you for listening. Bye-bye, everybody.